Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands. I'm your host, Jake. You should probably unmute your mic. You're still muted. Kyle, what did you do? Nope. Can you believe that Kyle just straight up broke his mic right on the intro, everybody? That's crazy. Only Kyle, only Dr. Kyle Anderson could pull this one off. Click unmute on StreamYard. Okay, Kyle's gone now. Well, I'm here. So uh, what Kyle said that you guys probably didn't hear was, and I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody, because that's what he says every single week. Hello. Is he back? He's back, everybody. Oh, and I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Two Advertisers. Jake, what are you drinking this week? Uh, that's actually a really good question. I probably should have gotten it out of the fridge. But I'm going to start with Black. That was weird, by the way. I didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I literally did nothing. I just left and came back. I'm starting with black cherry blunt cake, black uh, cherry blunt cake, which is a sour ale with black cherries and pineapple. And I'm actually just realizing now that both of the beers that I'm drinking this week have beer references in the name or uh, weed references in the name. Nice. But this is from Dank House Brewing in Newark, Ohio. I don't feel like taking my mic off or my camera off right now, but Lewis is going fucking ham right now. He is so happy that we are back for another episode of the Two Average Husbands. He gets he loves, very upset when he doesn't get to come out to the He room very him. much loves Two Average Husbands. Big fan. Biggest fan, perhaps. Really making the biscuits over here. Okay, Jake, I am drinking... Uh, let me start off with this one. I'm starting off with Porchlight Brewing Company's Serpent Smooches Sour, which is a pink guava sour and cara cara orange with Ooh. sea salt. This Sounds one delicious. looks cool. It's a cool little can with the snake. Nice, nice. Uh, and the ingredients along the snake's tail. If I could, you know, do this. There we go. Um, <laughs> if I could trace It's only 4.9% though, so we'll see. Both of mine tonight. also like slamming his face on my keyboard over here because he's so excited. So if something else happens with my audio, it's definitely him. Both of my beers this week are 6%. I Another also did not plan that out, but now I'm thinking. The best percentage of all, so. Now I'm putting a lot of weed references together in my head. So these are probably from the same brewery or just brewers are really into weed, which also makes sense. Because if it's 420, if you do four plus two plus zero, that's six and it's a 6% beer. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. Anyways, Carly wants us, wants me to hit us. Hit us with the fun fact. With the fun fact. And since you were just in Iowa, I I feel like this is right up your alley. Because you and I were both touching, the states we were in were both touching this we item. Touching. We were touching. Uh, the fun fact is, did you know that it takes a drop of water, a single drop of water, 90 days to travel the entire Mississippi River? 90 days. That is a little bit surprising because it's a pretty high-flowing river, I feel like. Yeah, it's uh, it's 2,340 miles. It's the third largest watershed in the world, uh, and it... Because it's so long, it takes a drop of water approximately 90 days to travel its entire length. It is a pretty massive river. It's a fun river. It's Had a lot fun. of good times in that river. I have spent not a ton of time on the Mississippi, if I'm being real honest. I've mostly just gone fishing and fed ducks. I'm 80% positive that the Cedar River is a 
tributary to the Mississippi, though, and I have spent a lot of time on that river. So there you go. By wishy washy contrasty, I've spent time on the Mississippi too. <laughs> wishy washy contrasty. That's certainly something. That's scientific. I was going to ask. I wasn't sure, but hundred percent rooted in science. All right. Well. Since I started us with the fun fact, I believe that means I have to go first. It is your week. I love that for me. It's a great week for me. I got a softball tournament. I'm on steroids now. Not the fun (laughs) ones, guys. I'm on uh, methylprednisolone. That sounds like meth. Your boy had some inflammation that he had to deal with. So originally thought maybe it was gout. It's an old man. Went to the doctor. They're like, we don't think this is gout. We think you just sprained your toe. So we're just going to roll with it. Um, anyways, Kyle, I was thinking about this recently because I was sort of asked a similar question, but I'm going to kind of, I'm going to expand on it a little bit more okay. and really make you think of a few things here. Okay. You wake up tomorrow, you find out Kyle Anderson is now the president of the United States. Okay. What are five laws that you would enact tomorrow starting with number five doesn't have to be the least important one it doesn't you can put it in whatever order you want but the well we're just going to count down so you'll do one i'll do one okay easy 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 number one nationally recognized legalized marijuana for or recreational purposes I like it. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty solid one to start Pull off Pull off all the bullshit. I'm a non-marijuana user currently, by the way. So uh, not to say that I won't experiment in the future, but I am a non-marijuana user, but I still find that there is absolutely no reason that it should be illegal um, at all. I don't, I, and I actually had a debate about this in high school. Uh, I, I had to do a practice debate for one of my classes and I spent a lot of time debating at, uh, the legalization versus non-legalization concept, right? And at the time, I was like pretty indifferent because, again, I'm not a marijuana user, uh, and I definitely was not when I was, however old I was when I did this. I don't know, sixteen or something like that. So, when I had the debate, um, I already at the time, which was probably 2009, maybe 2010 timeframe, and I found it very easy to argue for the legalization of, of marijuana. And at the time, it wasn't even you know recreational; it was medical at the very least. Um, but I think it's, it's pretty hard pressed to find good reasons to try to convince me why it's not a good idea to legalize. Um, so anyway, that's number one for me. As somebody who lives in a legal state and does partake from time to time, I agree wholeheartedly. I live in a legal state too, um, which is great. I just don't understand why the, which the, 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 I think the shittiest thing right now is that even if you leave in a, live in a legal state, you can get in trouble from the federal government still yeah. depending on what you do. So because it's not federally legal. So dumb. Anyways, Carly actually stole one of mine. Um, she said everyone has to pass a driving test every three years. I was going to say every five, but we're not going to use that one now because of that. I don't Ky- disagree. And then with- Uncle Kyle steals the one that I was going to say. Why are people reading really my answer. mind tonight? Term limits for all levels of government. I fully agree. Fun fact, the uh, old, uh, I guess, I thought he was the mayor of our town, but he was like the president of our town or something i don't know he just got found guilty of uh uh criminal forgery so that was cool um all right now i gotta think of a brand new one that's crazy i'm gonna stick with drugs in a sense i think that there should be a way to decriminalize 
most drugs, which I think would both clear the, like limit the black market of them and also just make any of the, make them safer. Like I, I know, I want to say Canada did something like this where basically like, I don't know if they still do, uh, or I could be speaking out of my ass cause I'm pretty sure I heard this on a podcast, but I heard that there was a time where the drug problem was so bad there that they basically, instead of treating it as a criminal thing, they treat it as a disease. And so you could like go to the hospital yeah. and basically get administered a non-lethal dose of your drug, whatever drug you were addicted to. I believe that there are to. a lot of European countries that do this. Yeah. I just, I think that would, that would solve the drug problem in the world of like, you know, really problematic drugs. And just, especially when you consider like all of the people that overdose cause they take something that was like laced with something else. Or I think it's pretty something. well known too that you know this is the drug epidemic is not a criminal problem. It is a you know it is a global health problem that you need to yeah. deal with. Addiction is a disease, so you have to treat it like that, and you have to for people who want to seek out some sort of help for it. It shouldn't be a problem. They shouldn't get in trouble for it. So that's that's my number one is decriminalizing drugs, uh, drug use. I should say. I would still have the sell the sale of drugs from a non-licensed individual be illegal. Um, similar to what they do in like legal states with marijuana, where you like you have to get a license, you have to go through a bunch of steps to be able to sell something. Like I still don't want you to be able to buy drugs from Randy down the street who's cutting cutting his Molly with fentanyl, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I think the you know, black market drug business right now is definitely taking a lot of, um, uh, you know, it's drawing in a lot more attention again because of the epidemic of fentanyl, uh, which is super scary. So yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'm, I'm having to take notes because I'm thinking of a lot of things. So are we each doing five or are we doing uh, five combined between us? Uh, if we have time for it, we'll each do five. Okay, here's the next one that I en enact immediately after legalizing marijuana at the federal level. I am banning the incorporation of religion into politics. So yep. to be more specific, re officially establishing a clause of separation of church and state within the government. Because, yep. and I think this, this becomes somewhat of a uh, controversial topic for some people for se several different reasons. But I think, I think people need to take a step back and realize that, and I would say this is almost almost exclusive to Christians, but Christianity is not the only religion in the United States. And, and so you cannot govern a population of people that do not all have the same belief system with laws that are rooted in a different belief. You know what I mean? So like, right. We get different opinion all you want. If you want to try to enact a law that's based in religion, but it has other sort of justifications. Right. So like you shouldn't murder people understand that. And if it's based on your 10 commandments, but it's also based on logic, that's a different discussion. Right. 100%. But for example, if you're going to quote a Bible verse or something at me or something from the Quran or whatever, uh, and you're going to say that it says specifically in this religious passage that you cannot do this, but it doesn't have any sort of logical implication other than this book says this, then it's out for me, right? Like, and, and, and part of this, and we don't need to go down this rabbit hole here, but part of it, right, is like the pro-life issue, right? Or pro-life, pro, and, or, you know, pro-choice problem set is it's you're trying to incorporate a religious 
you know, stance into law at the federal level based on something that you believe in and isn't necessarily rooted in anything other than your own religion. So that's, that's just an example. And so I think if you eliminate those types of, if you eliminate the possibility of bringing somebody's individualized religious beliefs into law, then some of these more um, controversial topics that we spend a lot of time in politics on kind of go away. Because yep. now you have to come up with a different reason that's justifiable across an entire population that's not rooted in religion to tell me why that that should be a law. And I think you're going to have a hard time doing that. And so we're not going to waste as much time doing or dealing with that problem. So, um, and this is not an anti-Christian sentiment from me or an anti-Muslim sentiment from me, right? Like I'm, I'm just saying, live your life, do you, but that does not mean that you can impose your religious beliefs on anybody else. Agreed. 100%. So that's the next law. I like it. My next law is going to be I want I would make it illegal for any elected official to own stock in any corporation. Yeah, that's on my list. Because I feel like that is the root of a lot of the corruption and problems and we see things that would if a normal person did it would very much be insider trading happen from political officials very frequently and it becomes a serious problem and Realistically, uh, this what's the salary for a Congress member? Like a hundred and forty grand? It's like a one forty, one sixty, something like that. Somewhere yeah. If you if you can't live your life on that much money, you're doing something wrong. That's you are in the top one percent or like top five percent of earners in the country simply from doing that. And I would extend that out to the spouses and family of those elected officials as well, because I yep. think. My one counterpoint to what you're saying right now, the only thing that I have to say counter to this, and I'm not disagreeing with your overall point here. I'm just mm -hmm. saying that the one thing you have to consider is Washington DC is incredibly, incredibly expensive to live in. So like, I do understand them needing a salary that befits their needs to, to be able to live in Washington DC, but then you need to figure out how to pay them appropriately. And then you do not need to allow them to take money from, you know, outside incentives such as insider trading or, or whatever that might be. So I think caveat appropriately that th that area is very fucking expensive. However, I agree with you on everything else that you said. It is very expensive, but it's less expensive than living in Hawaii. <laughs> That's good. Uh, the, yeah, the average cost of living in Washington, DC is $78,809 per year. So that's like just to meet bare minimum status. So that, that calculates the average annual per capita cost of housing and utilities at 12,600 per year, healthcare at 12,000, food and beverages, non-restaurant at 6,200, gas and energy at 1,200, and then it's a, it just says all other personal expenditures at 46,500. Uncle Kyle, I don't totally disagree with you and I'd click on it, but Lewis is on my mouse. Um, building a government sponsored housing is probably a, a pretty legit idea. It sounds very Russian to me because I'm pretty sure that's what they do. And I would imagine that China does the same thing. So it's like, <laughs> it sounds super communist. But I mean, even so, if you just have a neighborhood, like- But I don't disagree at all. Yeah, I, there's a way you could do it and it, it could work really, really well. The problem is, is most, most elected officials have multiple houses in multiple area codes. And Which is totally fine. Like yeah, I am not you can do denying that if your you ability to be a tenant if, or a landlord if you can afford it. Yeah, but like I, I agree that if, if the government provided housing and you choose, if it's a, you know, it's, um, if it's fully paid for, whatever, whatever the deal is, think of it as like the military, right? Like the military can choose to live on base. And if they don't want to, they're going to front the cost to live off base. Yep. Like that's the way that that agreement works. And so if you choose to live 
in this area and it's paid for for you, great. You're taking advantage of, of the provided uh, benefit of being in Congress. Or if you choose to live not uh, within the confines of that community or whatever it might be, then fucking get over it and deal with your salary commitment on your own. But the point is, yeah, we should not be able to. I, I think getting rid of stock trading for, for representatives is a good one. I mean, and then it goes into the same concept, right? Of like, they shouldn't have conflicting business interests, right? Or anything. Exactly. When you're in Congress, too. And that it's more specific, I think, to the president in terms of the actual like guidance on this. But you look at Jimmy Carter, right? He sold his peanut farm to be the fucking president because it was a conflict of interest for him. Like, he didn't want to be accused of of making legislation that was pro peanut farm, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Dude, he, he tried to, you know, deconflict all of his outside interests so that he could be an objective president. And it should be the same for Congress. I'm going to stick with politics and roll into mine. Uh, the next one on my list, and maybe we um, don't have time for too many more of these, but uh, the next one on my list is uh, gerrymandering. I think gerrymandering should be illegal completely. It is when you actually understand the concept of gerrymandering and what they're doing, and you look at like a uh, the way that districts are built for specifically for political districts, right? Like it is fucking wild that we have allowed this to happen. Yep. Like you look at a district and it'll look like a fucking like three-year-old colored in some crayon drawing and you're like, Oh, I wonder why. And then it's like, Oh, because on the outside of that drawing is hundred percent white population. And inside of that is hundred percent black population. Yep. Or inside this little bubble, it's all Republicans and this place or this little bubble controls, you know, 60% of the electoral college for the state. We need to make sure that's circled with only Republic, you know, like, yeah, it is it's, so fucking shady. Yeah. There's no logic behind it besides corrupt interest. I need, I honestly, like, I wish that I could speak intelligently on this because I think one of mine might be like abolishing the electoral college because I think I'm in favor of a popular vote, uh, like a true democracy. Um, and I think that's true for most things. Like, right, like I think Supreme Court justices should be elected. Agreed. Like if you are the overall complete law of the land, then I think that it should be subject to a vote from the American people, not just these fucking political parties that are bullshit. So I think... Um, but I'm not educated enough to speak on like the downsides of getting rid of the electoral college. And I have talked about it for quite a while to myself, I guess that uh, I should be more educated on that because it becomes, or it has become more of a hot button topic in the last couple of years. So I think I need to get smarter on that, but it seems logical to me that you'd get rid of the electoral college, like let the vote be the vote of the, you know, of the people. So yep. anyway. All right. I've got one last one. It's real, it's more just fun. And this is very personal for me. Make golf cheaper. <laughs> I shouldn't have I shouldn't be spending a hundred bucks to go hit a ball around some grass. Make golf cheap again. Make uh, golf there's cheap actually again. A, a lot of buzz on the interwebs. I shouldn't say a lot, but there is buzz on the internet about how how much housing you could fit on a golf course. Yep. And how you should completely get rid of golf courses because you could create like affordable housing developments and stuff like that. Which you know that's not what that would be. Oh, yeah, it would not. not be some affordable housing. It'd be fucking multi-million dollar mansions that they'd replace a golf course with. So, Or not even that, but it would be like the neighborhoods that pop up in my area all the time where it's like they advertise from the low 400s as if that's a steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Especially no, in that, your area. That is yeah, not a steal. Yeah. It's not a steal. Nobody yeah. should be buying a $400,000 house in the middle of bumfuck Illinois where I live. No. But yet we have to sometimes. Yeah. So, All right. That was a good one. It was a good topic. I you thought can... you'd like it. Put a bow on that one uh, just because we're running out of time a little bit for your section here. Uh, and it's good because we'll roll right into my topic, which probably won't take as long because I've got another story time. Ooh! Of course, I'm just going to kick back. I travel somewhere and I end up with story time. So last time I asked Jake to talk to me about his worst airline experience, 
and I told my story. So this experience was not nearly as bad as that one. My last experience that I told the story about was fucking crazy. However, I have an entire note in my phone of everything that went wrong with my trip because I need to fucking complain to my least favorite airline. And I need somebody, if you're listening to this right now live or later and you want to talk about it, Speaking of, I need to get into the Discord chat. So sorry if anybody's in there right now. I have not been watching, but I'll do it right now. Husband's podcast interaction. Okay, sweet. I'm in there. If you want to talk in Discord, hop in there and start chatting. But um, now I lost my train of thought. Point is, my least favorite airline is United Airlines now. And it is two times in a row now that I've had a truly fucking horrible experience with United Airlines. And so I'm going to tell the story of what happened. Uh, just because I need to justify the fact that I'm shit talking a company so much because I, I usually don't shit talk any company as much as I shit talk United Airlines. But I think honestly, and this, I had someone recently tell me that they, they think that it's a post pandemic thing. Like, cause I, I remember everybody speaking very positively about United I, Airlines. I've forever. flown, I've flown United. Assume I've been on 50 flights in my life. 45 of them have been United and I've really never had a bad experience with that. So I've flown so United it, very it, but rarely, but since the pandemic is pretty much every time I haven't flown United. I've heard that pre-pandemic was great and post-pandemic is bad. So I'd believe uh, that be that could be it. So here's the story. We're flying back home to Iowa. That's where I'm from. We're going back. Haven't been back in a while. And I always have to very specifically time out my trips because when I when I I don't get a very many opportunities to leave and go on vacation. So when I do, I'm very meticulous about the way that I plan my trips, which I actually have listed as another topic that I'm going to talk about some other time because uh, trip planning can be very interesting in the way that people do it differently. But anyway, so when I book something, I book it far in advance. So I book these tickets a long way in advance and it's very expensive to fly to the Midwest. So I happen to buy a general economy ticket or whatever the fuck their basic package yeah. of flight is, which if you didn't know now United doesn't even let you have a carry on anymore which is fucking insane. And their economy tickets, you do not get a carry on. I was going to say probably with the, because they have economy and then basic economy. And I think with basic economy, you don't, but if you get the fact that they broke in, but yeah, it's so dumb. The poverty tier for poverty, like people in poverty and you made it worse for like, it's so fucked up anyway. So fuck you United. But the fact that they made a lower tier, you know, it's, it's insane, but you don't even get a fucking carry on, which isn't a problem for me. Like I can, I don't have a problem with that, but, it's fucked up for people that are trying to travel on a budget that, and it really wasn't that inexpensive. Like I saved a couple hundred bucks by flying United, which is why I did it. And now I'm probably going to spend a couple hundred bucks to fly a different fucking airline in the future. But anyway, so we get to, before we even get to the airport, I was scheduled for a one hour layover in Denver. My flight gets delayed, uh, to Denver by exactly an hour. Right. So I'm already like, ooh, this is pushing it. But I tried to call the airline and reschedule. So at first I tried to chat to United and and reschedule. And they basically were like, yeah, the only thing that we can do for you is fly you out on a red eye the next night. So I would literally lose two days of my vacation if I rescheduled to what they had, right? So like I was going to miss out on a bunch of my very limited time that I already had by taking them up on the offer to reschedule. So I was like, fuck it. We're just going to try. We're going to take the flight. We're going to get to Denver and see if we can make the connection. Right. So it's an hour delayed. We board the plane. It gets delayed even farther. So they are all the way boarded. And finally they're like, Hey, we're having a small maintenance problem. We're going to try to fix this. Well, I think that the maintenance problem was fixed and we were still just sitting there because people, after we had completely boarded the aircraft, right. It wasn't a fully, a, a completely full flight. 
they're still boarding people. So I think what they were doing is intentionally delaying to allow people to catch the flight, which is nice unless it fucks everybody else over. I was right? going to say, unless it becomes a problem with so connections. So I, th I think they were delaying for the connection. And so people are still boarding and boarding and boarding. And we're like, Jesus fucking Christ, what is happening? Oh, also before this, I also tried to call after I talked to the chat representative guy because he was being very not helpful. And the lady, no shit. She was talking to me about what I needed because I had prepaid for a hotel room. So if you fly into the Midwest, this isn't a problem everywhere, but at least into Iowa, the rental car places close at five. So unless you can get in to your airport before five o'clock, you can't get a rental car and I need a rental car. So what I usually do is instead of trying to pay for like a $500 more flight to get me in earlier, I'll just book a hotel room and then go back to the airport in the morning and grab my rental car. Yeah. So I prepaid for a rental car and I prepaid for a hotel room, right? Non-refundable. Those are paid. And so <clears throat> I'm worried that if I don't get in on schedule that I'm not going to be able to like coordinate those two things. I'm, I'm worried right. about that. Right. And so I'm talking to the lady on the phone and I was like, Hey, listen, this is the time I need to get there because if I don't get there by this time, I'm not going to get a rental car. My hotel room is unreimbursable. Like I need to get there. Right. And she's like, okay, well, what time do you need to get there? And I told her and she literally fucking hung up on me. Click, click. And I was like, what the fuck are you kidding me? And so I'm worried. Cause like, because these are non-refundable, I'm going to lose that on like five to $700. Like it's, it's right. a substantial amount of money. And so uh, I deal with that. And then I go to the airport and I said, fuck it. We're just going to try. Right. So we drive to the airport. Fuck. Uh, I'll talk about that. Maybe on another topic. We can talk about that some more. Uncle Kyle. <clears throat> he mentioned Turo instead of rental cars. Okay. So anyway, uh, we, we get on the flight. We're going to go. Uh, they're delaying, 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 delaying. Finally, we take off. And I'm watching the app the whole flight to see if my next flight is getting delayed. Because apparently a lot of flights were getting delayed in the Northwest because of storms. Yeah. And so I was pretty sure that our next flight was going to get delayed. Sure and shit, it does, right? So it gets delayed like, I can't remember, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. Probably not enough to save us after all of our additional delays. And so I'm refreshing it. And we're descending down into the Denver airport. And I see an update on the, my next flight. And it says, we are trying to make somebody's day. We are waiting for passengers that are coming in on another flight before we take off. So basically they put my next flight on an indefinite delay because they were right. literally saying we're waiting for other passengers. And I was like, well, at least they're being transparent about it. That's nice. But I also got my hopes up because I thought they were waiting for me. And there were six of us on my plane that were going to the same flight. Yeah. So I was like, they're waiting for the six of us. And that makes both, sense. Both were united, uh, right? Yes. Okay. And it's also the last flight out of the night. So, right, like... They don't need to go pick people up and fly another flight. Like this is the last one. So there's no real reason for them because I'm going to be, it ended up, we were looking at like maybe being 10 minutes later than, than what we had expected. Right. So like, it's going to be a total of like a 30 minute delay for the other flight. Well, they already scheduled a 20 minute delay. Right. So we're like, Oh, they're definitely waiting for us. We're going, we get off our flight and I'm still like, we got to run. Cause I don't want them to like think we're not coming or like lollygagging or whatever. Right. Like, we're fucking going. So we run all the way there. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like refreshing as I'm running down through the airport. And it says that they're going to take off at like nine. I can't remember what it was like nine twenty something. Right. And as I'm running, it's nine twenty something right now. And I'm like, okay, well, they still haven't taken off. They're definitely waiting. Right. Sprinting, 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 refresh, takeoff time. Nine, whatever the fuck, 25, whatever it was. And I'm like, literally like, I can see the fucking thing. And they yeah. are like, just reported takeoff. And so I see the gate agency and there. I was like, 
are you fucking kidding me? I was so pissed that we missed this fucking connection because I'm pretty sure we were just waiting for other people, like I said, uh, which is why we missed, we were delayed even farther. Anyway, this lady, they told us on the flight, if you miss your connection, we're going to pay for hotels. This is our fault, blah, 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 blah. The lady at the counter goes, well, we only pay for hotels for specific reasons. And I was like, okay, well, they told me to tell you that this is the specific reason you're paying for a fucking hotel since I'm right. stuck overnight in Denver. <clears throat> she tells me, okay, so she's looking at flights, right? And she goes, all right, the only flight that we have that can get you out is tomorrow night. It's basically the same thing the guy had told me on the chat. So basically, now I'm totally fucked because now I'm going to miss my rental car. I've already missed my hotel. By being stuck in Denver, I'm already missing the hotel, non-refundable. Right. And so um we're trying to figure it out with her and she goes what you can do is we can put you on standby for the morning flight out and you can just come to the airport and try to wait for the standby sorry i'm typing pluses in discord if anybody sees that it's my cat um she's like yeah you can try to get out on, on a standby flight and we're like okay just sign, like we don't have a choice sign us up for the standby out of the morning and she goes all right i'm gonna get your hotel vouchers and everything ready and she gets everything printed for me and she, like when i'm filling everything out it says specifically scroll down for your taxi vouchers right i scroll down there's nothing there and so i showed it to her i was like hey listen there's no taxi vouchers she's like yeah you just need to hit accept they'll show up on the next page there is no fucking next page so yeah. i'm just not getting my taxi vouchers and she's like well hold on prints them out right she figures it out gets me taxi vouchers because they need to pay for transportation and hotels and everything right like if it's their fault they're supposed to pay for everything they gave us two 60 taxi vouchers guess how much the cab was to get us to the hotel because they Put us in a hotel 30 minutes from the airport, probably because their hotels are full. Guess how much it was? $118. 85, close. $85. So I have to pocket, I have to out of pocket pay $25 for a cab to get to this fucking hotel that I shouldn't be going to. And then I get there and they get us in the room and I call because I'm just going to prearrange a cab for the next morning because we had to get to the airport super fucking early right. to try to be on standby for this next flight. That taxi was over 100. I can't remember exactly how much it was, but it was over $100. And so I was like, dude, this is fucking ridiculous. Cause I looked at Lyft while I was talking to these people and a Lyft was 45 bucks. Cab was 115 or something. And so, and the vouchers don't work on Lyft or Uber. Right. So I'm fucking pissed about this anyway. So I end up eating all the cost of fucking transportation. And then on top of that, the girl, while she's making the arrangements at the airport for us, we said, hey, well, we need our bags. Like we didn't even bring carry-ons like, cause we ended up checking some bags cause we had like luggage that we needed to bring back for, cause we were back for a whole week and, Anyway, she's like, oh, well, you can't get your bags. Like, what do you mean you, we can't get our bags? And she goes, well, it would take four hours to get your bags for you. So you probably just want to go to the hotel. We're like, we don't have clothes. We don't have toothbrushes. We don't have anything. Can we get our bags? She's like, nah, it's, it's going to be four hours. We're not getting your bags. I was like, what the fuck? And she goes, oh, by the way, and if you get on a standby flight, you might not get your, your bags on that flight either. You might like have your bags flying on the night flight. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? So we deal with all this bullshit. So we don't have clothes, medicines, glass. I had my glasses in my check bag, so I didn't have like glasses. All I had was my, I thank God I packed a spare set of contacts in my fucking headphone case because I was like, maybe something will happen. And I was smart and planned ahead somehow, which I'm terrible at. Uh, so anyway, I lose the cost of my non-refundable hotel. If you think about it, we shouldn't have even like gotten on that first flight because we basically could have worked that day. So we had lost income. I had right. to pay out-of-pocket transportation, all that bullshit. And then all of that and we finally get to the the most of the rest of this is uneventful so we end up getting lucky because we get to the airport they tell us there's no way you're getting on this flight the standby flight it's completely full and then last minute they gave us seats so we end up getting mostly uneventful from there and then 
we go back to the airport the next day or a week later to come back home. Another United problem. And I go to the desk because they seated us separately. And I was like, eh, well, I'll just ask, right? Because if they have two seats next to each other, then why wouldn't they just let us take those seats? Because right. I don't think it was a full flight. And the fucking lady at the desk, the United te- like clerk or whatever, she goes, well, you know, you booked basic economy, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. She goes, so you don't get to pick seats. I was like, that's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking to pick seats. I'm yeah. saying, are there two empty seats that are not filled on this plane that are next to each other that you could move us to? And she's like, no, she didn't even look, didn't even fucking look. And then she goes into maybe like a two to three minute lecture to me about why basic economy has the restrictions it does. And I was like, bitch, I do not need you to fucking lecture me about the restrictions of this ticket. All I asked was, are there two seats together that are empty on this plane? I did not ask you to do me favors. I did not ask you to talk to me about the tickets that I picked. I didn't ask for any of this. I just wanted you to say yes or no. And even if you would have said yes, but hey, sorry, you booked basic economy, so we can't put you in those seats, fine. But she had to like talk to me like I was a fucking like dirtbag piece of shit because I bought a basic economy ticket. I'm like the scum of the fucking earth. So how dare I expect that I'm going to get two seats next? It was, I was so fucking annoyed about that. Yeah, it's tough. And then to top it all off, our plane had a maintenance problem to get out of Denver or out of, was it Denver again? Yeah, we were in Denver. It was, we had a layover in Denver again. So we're in Denver, plane breaks. They tell us we might not have another plane for you guys. You might not get out today. And so we sat there and thankfully they ended up getting us uh, another plane uh, and got us out of there like an hour and a half late. But it was just, one thing after another, after another, after another, that made me just fucking hate United after the experience that I just had with those guys. And so more power to you if you've had good experiences with United for anybody that's listening to me right now. All of the things, like if it's a good airline for you and it's worked out well, great. But I have had nothing but fucking terrible experiences with United recently. And after my last experience, which was truly fucking terrible, the only thing they would do for me is give me like a $50 credit. Which they they straight up fucked me on that trip. That was bad. Like that was like yeah. mind blowingly bad. And if you want to hear me rant about that one, it's on an episode from like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, maybe even I don't something like that. You can go back and listen to that one if you really want to. But the the point is, is they're like completely unapologetic about it. Like there's they're just fucking dicks when it comes to customer service with United Airlines. So um, fuck them. If <laughs> there's it makes my story you, time. If it makes you feel any better. When Jess and I fly out to see you guys, we're flying Southwest. Which, by the way, I don't fly Southwest very often. Carly does all the time. She has no problems ever, ever I've, with Southwest. I've flown Southwest like four times. And Been some people don't like that time. you can't like pick your seats. But if you check in early enough and then you get in the early boarding groups, you're probably going to be fine. Even if you don't, like I was C27, which is like basically the end of the list. I still got a window seat. Yeah, some people don't like windows. I could have gotten an aisle seat, a middle seat, or a window seat. All I'm saying is, post-pandemic United Airlines is like fucking Frontier Airlines now. It is so bad. That's tough. I think I would probably prefer Frontier or Allegiant over United at this point. I I won't fly any of them, but I respect you for saying that. Yeah, but what I'll probably do instead is like pay extra money to, to fly on an airline that's not a piece of shit airline. But my biggest problem, like I said, like I have to be very specific and I try to be like cost efficient. So I ended up, like I said, I lost the money on the hotel. Thankfully, by the way, shout out to Hilton Hotels. I called them and I had a pre-booking and I had already pre-checked in on the app because that's a thing, which I recommend now after this experience that you never check in early for a hotel. Yeah. Because there's very little reward and a lot to lose if it fucks up. Right. 
So don't pre-check in on the app unless somehow they're giving you a benefit for that, which they probably are not. But I called them and the lady at United, or sorry, at Hilton was like, say, you already checked in. Like, we can't cancel this. And I was like, I am so sorry. Like, flight delay. Like, this is what's happening to me. This is the experience. Like, is there anything you can try to figure out? And she, you know, props to this woman. She basically gives me all bad news. And then she's like, let me try to figure something out. And she puts me on hold for a few minutes and comes back. And she's like, hey, I found a loophole. I unchecked you in. I got it canceled. You should get a refund, which I had to call them this morning because it's been over a week and I still haven't been refunded. So I'm a little nervous about that. But at least the customer support at Hilton tried to help me out with that. So hoping to get a refund on my non-refundable hotel room. But I did, um, had I not gotten on the standby flight, Hertz would not have refunded me because they only book cars in Iowa by the week. You can't, Hmm. and like, because it's like way more expensive if you book by a day. Yeah. And they will not refund you for a partial payment of that week. So I would have lost like whatever that hundreds of dollars of usage would have been. Not really. It's probably like 50, 60 bucks or whatever for, right. for the, you know, like a prorated day for me. I would have had to eat the cost of that, but I ended up getting on the standby flight. So there you go. Fuck United. Everybody else was like truly trying to be helpful in the situation except for United Airlines. All my homies hate United. Anyways, right. rate your first beer. Uh, this is actually like really sour. Which, if I would have tried this when I first was trying to get into the sour game, I would have hated it. So if you're a person that wants to experiment with sours, um, don't go with this first. That being said, it is, it's pretty dang good. Um, I'm going to give it a 3.75. Nice. Pretty good. Mine was decent. It doesn't... I wouldn't call this black cherry and pineapple. This was more like plum-y. So it wasn't my favorite. I'm going to give it a 2.25. Ooh, that's pretty bad for you. For me, it is. It's. I mean, I. It's. I would drink it again, but like, I'm not going out of my way to drink this beer again. If that makes sense. Like, if I went no, somewhere totally and they had 15 IPAs in this, I'm probably drinking this. But <clears throat> unless I'm having an IPA day, which does happen every once in a while. But my next beer is Cushy Blood Orange. Cool little. Nice. Spaceman can. Good can. Yeah. Um, and it is a fruited sour ale, which is supposed to taste like blood orange. I'm going to try to not, this pretty quick because I was talking my ass off. So Not from the same brewery, by the way. Just I need to get two, to this next one. Just two weed references. But Nosey before Nosey. you get into your next one, I'll introduce my second topic. No, and I want to get a little personal next with beer. you, Kyle. Next beer. Fine. You do your next beer. beer. No, no. Fine. Just do your beer. Thank you. Do it. Okay. So this one I'm actually kind of excited for. It's kind of strange, but I think it's going to be really good. So it's called Thai Delight Treat, which is a little bit weird. It's got like chopsticks and like something that looks like corn maybe or something. I don't fucking know yeah, what this picture is supposed to be. Oh, um, no, it's the, is it the steamer? Is it in like the steamer that you get sometimes with Thai? I don't food? fucking know. It's a weird looking can, but it's it's a sour ale with mango, flaked rice, and coconut cream. Hmm. So it sounds kind of fucking weird, but it also sounds delicious. And it's from Prairie Artisan Ales. So I'm hoping that this one's pretty good. It's from my, uh, McAllister, Oklahoma. My second one is Old Irving Brewing, which is uh, semi-local to me in Chicago. But, Kyle, I want to get personal here. and I right, want to get personal. Uh, Kyle, what are we've talked about the biggest pet peeves we have with our wives on this show. Okay. What are your biggest pet peeves of me? Okay, um, this is good. Personal and honest. You ready for this? I'm ready. <clears throat> this is going to be an obvious one to you because I bitch about this to you per- like straight to your face all the time. 
Jake and I play a lot of video games together. My first one is also about video games. All the time, right? Like this is how the friendship originated and this is what we do together. Jake is a solo player at heart that plays video games with groups. So sometimes in certain situations, he's a terrible communicator. That doesn't bother me as much as even if he does choose to communicate, if he still just rushes into something on his own without involving the team, which is a pretty constant thing. So that that is like, that could be my number one pet peeve. uh, It's a, it's a combination of that, right? Like your team play skills and video. And it's not like Jake's bad at video games. He's really good at them, but he's really bad at (laughs) cooperating with the team. And if we were good, like at teamwork, we would probably like win a hundred times more. Oh yeah. When we communicate, when we're like focused in, and we communicate all the time. We play so much better. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's my number one. I blame. So I'm gonna I'm gonna defend myself a little bit on this one. I used to be a very very good communicator when I played video games. I but I solo queue too much in games where my my partners don't talk. So I, having yeah. done that so much, have just gotten used to doing shit and figuring it out. Um, but my first one is also first one for you is also about video games. When you play video games as a team, even if it is the wrong play, it is better to do that play as a team, even if it's not the smartest choice. That's right. Kyle, when Kyle doesn't think it's the right play, he just will not commit to it whatsoever. So if Dane and I are like, push, 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 Kyle's just fucking 80 miles behind us, just poking shots still. And no matter how many times I tell them, like in Apex specifically, in Apex, especially in ranked, when you crack somebody, that you, when you crack shields, especially if you get two cracks or you knock somebody, you push. You just push it because that team is down a man. They're panicking. Everything is in your favor at that point. Kyle does not do that, and it frustrates the living shit out of me. I am a chicken shit. She's right. But yeah, that's my number one for you right now. So I am very like, again, I like I like to be strategic in video games, like I am with planning things. So like if I if I think that I'm putting myself, even if we have like a momentary advantage, if I think we're putting ourselves into a disadvantageous situation, I don't want anything to do with it. Which is why I'm actually really great at keeping teams alive in games where you can revive. He teammates. is. That is because the one I will keep myself safe from a stupid situation and keep that the is team alive. The one benefit to that play style is he is he's our survivor he just survives he gets the boys back he is the ultimate support player who does not play support characters in games which That's is the true. funniest part to me in apex i do who do you play now i'm think now i'm saying that i actually don't know who you mean lifeline loba oh yeah been, i guess yeah you do now yeah i've been lifelining or uh, not lifelining uh maining whatever that one oh catalyst one. yeah thank you I don't even know character games. I, I tried to protest playing Apex for a really long time, uh, but these guys will only play Apex right now, so that's what I play. That's because fuck Activision. You say fuck United, I say fuck Activision. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. This is a very fucking foamy beer, by the way. It's take, This is like going nowhere. It's yeah, just it's, sitting there and stagnating. It's kind, of, it's kind of perfect that the cup that you have says Froth City. Yeah, it's a very strange taste. Just from my initial, uh, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, other pet peeves. To be honest, I, I think I probably have to dig pretty hard to figure these out because I don't have many when it comes to the, the two of us, at least. Um, I don't know. I can talk about an old pet peeve that I had. Ooh, I, it's not I, one I do, anymore. It doesn't have to be right now. It can be so whatever. So when Jake and I first met, 
I guess, you know, shortly after, within the first year probably that we were playing games together, I think my biggest pet peeve was that Jake transitioned to PC and nobody else did, right? And so Jake was like diehard PC guy, which fine, whatever, I don't give a shit. But he decided that he was going to pick the clackiest fucking keyboard on the planet. Oh, yeah. And so all of us are like very silently playing with our controllers and Jake's clacky keyboard is so fucking loud that we literally couldn't hear each other speak sometimes because it was like, so it it, it was a combination of things it was a combination of i had a clacky keyboard and the mic that i had at the time didn't have a boom arm like this one i'm currently using it was on my desk maybe four inches from the computer or from the keyboard so so that that was fucking horrible wasn't it jake no i normally don't eat when i game it's very if i have to be like blackout drunk to be eating when I'm gaming, I think that's probably Dane. Honestly, Dane is always sna- eat. no, he's always snacking on pretzels or something. Yeah, yeah, big baked so. Lay's guy. Know. That one's not popping out to me as much. It must not be a problem recently because I can't think of anything like that. All right, so this is a pet peeve that I know you can't control, but with your job, you don't have your phone on you frequently. No, never. And so getting a text back from Kyle sometimes takes eight plus hours yeah no that's totally true that is exactly and the timeline so especially in the morning yeah it's tough you know it is very i never tough. really think about it from other perspectives because to me it doesn't bother me at all like not having my oh, phone yeah. through the day it does not bother me one bit well yeah you're used to it you've like with your job you've just yeah. had it's been that way for years yeah but for us especially when it's like there's been a couple times where i was like hey i kind of need to know something and i text <laughs> you and then it's just like i'm waiting I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Three hours later, I'm like, maybe I'll text Carly. She's not wrong. (laughs) Carly just said I could die at 9 a.m. and he won't know until 5 p.m. That's like, that's borderline true because it it actually would depend on who like noticed first, right? Like, so if Carly died and somebody didn't find her until, I don't know, if somebody didn't find her at all, I definitely wouldn't know until five. I'd come home and find her dead, right? Or if somebody like found out and then tried to get a hold of me, like she might be the only person that knows how to get a hold of me during the day. Yeah. Like if Carly absolutely had to, she can, there's numbers she can call to get me in an emergency situation, but like nobody else knows that. So yeah. there's a 0% chance I'm getting notified unless it's coming from her. Yeah. That, that it's a little tough sometimes, but I know it's out of your control, so I don't hold it against you. And if it was something where I thought Carly could answer it for me, I would probably just text Carly at this point. Yeah, no, that's, that is probably the way to go. If you, most of my family communicates with Carly more than me now knowing full well that they can get easier communication with her. I feel like I honestly, like I, I feel like I honestly probably communicate with Carly more than I communicate with you at this point. A lot point. of my friends do like some of my, like probably all of the friends that Carly's met that I have through time communicate with her more than I do. Like a good buddy of mine that I met along, like, I don't know, seven years ago now. Uh, his name is, you know, Jed. Yeah. Jed. Jed probably talks to Carly 10 times as much as I do. I, uh, I think the only person I've like, gotten snapchats from and sent snapchats to in the last year has been carly (laughs) and it's normally videos of you yeah yeah that makes sense um i forgot to i didn't reference this um i just put it on the screen there for a second i'm gonna put it back up Uh, jake i have honey butter cashew ice cream would you like me to bring it for your game absolutely logan Where, where is he at right now oh at at their house so he's gonna drive to your house at some drop that off i hope he doesn't do it tonight but uh, I've had, uh, so my car was in the shop from when I got hit by a semi truck tire. No change. You're just going to have to accept it at this point. Um, and he brought 
just the honey butter cashews, not the ice cream, but just the the filling that they put in the ice cream, what? and they were dangerously good. Because oh, really? um, I had to drive, I, don't like I borrowed. I borrowed his car and then I had to drive to his house to pick him up to drive back to my house so that he could take his car home because he needed it for work the next day. Um, and yes, it was absolutely amazing. And Logan, I would love that ice cream, but like maybe wait until my softball tournament's done this weekend. So I'm not shitting my brains out. Um, lactose intolerant. But yeah, I don't have a ton of pet peeves about you. I've got one more and I don't think Jake would uh, mind me saying this on the air because he's already admitted to it on this episode. But Jake smokes marijuana or eats it from time to time. Yep. Perhaps my most recent largest pet peeve of Jake is when he is high and we try to play Overcooked together. Because if that you think only, Jake's a bad communicator happened, when he's not high. That was one time. It doesn't matter because I know that it's going to be you moving forward. Yeah. Like that is going to be you in that same situation. If we repeated the situation, you would do the exact same thing. And I know that that's true. At- Actually, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I think because I've done it more, I think I handle it better. And I know my, like, my dosages a little bit more. My problem well, with my... Just to make the story happen, Jake stops speaking. And oh, then yeah. he also basically stopped moving. And this is a cooperative game where you have to work together as a team or else no, it doesn't happen. It wasn't... I didn't stop moving. I just kept throwing food. Yeah. So he's just making things way worse for the situation and not being helpful at all. And so it ended up being just an absolute shit show and it drove us fucking crazy. Um, nope. Carly, we never got an answer on that. No, Carly, I, I have not consumed marijuana in like a month. So I was not high the last couple of times we played overcooked. This is what we think happened. Cause Jake did some of the same traits as he did when he was high uh, on this last gaming session. And this is what I think happened anyway. So Jess joined us for the first time playing overcooked. Well, not in person for the first time, right? Like virtually we were virtually first time. And I think Jake was trying so hard to teach Jess how to play and make sure that she was having a good time that he completely sacrificed his own capabilities of the game. So it was basically like having two people that were trying to figure out how to play the game. That's that is 1000% what it was. And because we were playing on our TV at home, I didn't have like a mic or anything to use with my laptop. So I was just on discord on my phone and just kept moving my phone onto the TV stand. So if I was trying to talk, you guys couldn't hear me, which I think yeah. also exacerbated yeah. the issue. But yeah, that no, that's question. that's very fair. All right, that's all I got. I don't have any other ones. My last pet peeve real quick is Good. just when I whenever I visit Kyle and Carly, it's it may be Carly, honestly, more than it is Kyle, but they always feel bad that we're not always doing something. Yeah, that's a... And that yeah. makes me feel bad because I'm just there to hang. We can do stuff. We could sit on the couch and play fucking Uno for eight hours. And I'm good either way. I'm spending I time. I feel bad about the fact that you came out to help me move. And we just played Guitar Hero for like two days straight. And that's all we did. I still Brother, feel bad about that. I'm, so I'm just hoping we can play Guitar Hero when I come back out there. Because I've yeah. tried to buy a Guitar Hero guitar to play myself. They're, they're like $130. Yeah, they're expensive. It's fucked. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll roll into my topic, my last topic. We've got eight and a half minutes to do it. So We have we have a few minutes if we go over because it was your fault. So It was my fault, but also I've got some pretty short ones to talk about. Um, so I'm going to give you one through four. You're going to tell me the number, and we're going to talk about that because I have four that are going to be... And if any of them go, we do one and it goes quickly, we'll address two of these because I think some of these are going to age out of relevancy soon. All right, I'm going to go with three. Okay, talking about number three... 
we need to talk about, and this one will probably be super brief so we can get into another one. Um, if you didn't know, in the world of sports, <clears throat> the Washington Commanders were sold. And this is older news now. Like I said, this is almost age out of relevancy, but we only did this topic or this podcast once a week, and then we skipped last week, so we're running out of time to talk about this. But it was a record-breaking sale, the largest sale of a sports team, at least football of all time, but it might be any team of all time. I would, I think it was any team, but don't quote me on that. It was maybe, an an, maybe American sports. Massive team sale. It was over a billion dollars. Was it 1.5, something like that? Something insane. And so I want Jake to talk about his thoughts on this. I'll talk about my thoughts on this. Holy fucking shit. 6.05. I knew there was a five in there. Uh, Apparently there was not a one. So um, just an absolutely insane sale of a team that has like absolutely no relevancy right now. They've been terrible for a couple of years, um, which this is, this tends to happen, right? Like a team goes to absolute dog shit, especially when the owner doesn't have as much investment in it, or the owner in this case happens to be a giant piece of shit. So uh, Jake, Sorry, this is Lewis doing this. Uh, talk to us about your thoughts on this, and I'll give you my thoughts, and and then this one can probably go away quickly, and we'll go to the next one. Yeah, uh, fuck Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder um, is not a good person. So uh, very happy he's out of the league. I think this the this new ownership group will be more hands-on with the team, will actually try to make the team semi-relevant, which is cool. Yeah, agreed. For me, I think the part that I enjoy the most of this is it's showing that not that we didn't know that sports is a very real business, but it's showing the levels that sports are getting to in terms of business. Because if a team like Washington sells for that much money, as yeah, a, as a Chicago sports fan, yeah. yeah, like there's so many teams that are having such increased value. It is going to suck for the consumers a little bit because, you know, the ownership groups are going to want to recoup some of that money. So yep. ticket, ticket prices, concessions, whatever it may be, you're going to go up. But yep. if they're making more money than they ever have before because people are actually interested in an ownership group that cares a little bit, then, you know, it's going to put a better product on the field. The overall sport benefits from it because every team increases in value now. Every team has a little bit more incentive. So yep. I I am happy for it. I hope they change the name back from the I commanders. was going to ask, that was the second part of this is, do you think they're going to change the name? Uh, there's a lot, there's been some talks that they are considering it. And I still maintain to this day that they should have just kept the Washington football team. I really don't think it was that bad. It was a really good name. It was kind of fucking generic, but when you got used to it, you're like, okay, this fits. It's not that bad. It's, they already produced a lot of, you know, uh, merch for it, which is actually probably going to have some value someday if they don't change it. Yeah. Like the Washington football team merch, even though it was mass produced, I'm sure there's going to be some parts of that. They're going to be worth money someday. Oh Yeah. But yeah, no, if they just keep, if they just go back to the Washington football team, like it was unique. They were the only team with it. Yep. It was cool. I liked it. And yeah. the commanders is just an objectively really bad name for a professional sports team. I don't hate it as much as everybody else does, but I do think it's kind of fucking lame. I do think it's funny that you can call them the Washington commies though. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a little funny. Yeah, a little funny. funny. The team's also going to suck this year though, which is kind of sad. So, I'm cool with it because if it means Ron Rivera isn't a head coach in the NFL anymore, which is another thing that needs he's to a gr- still, he's yeah. a great dude, great person supposedly. I've heard some other things that maybe aren't so great, but if they like, he's just not a good football coach. Yeah. He is not good at it. There's a reason his teams are perpetually bad, and the only time he ever had a good team was when he had an MVP candidate on the roster. Yeah, that he did not want to draft. I just have to throw that out there. He did not want that player. He did not think that player was good. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm very happy that 
mostly just happy that I don't have to hear Dan Snyder's name ever again. Logan, I think the Red Wolves sounds kind of lame too. If I'm being honest, it sounds like a high school or college team. They could have gone like the Washington Mavericks. That would have been cool. They could have yeah, like leaned into if the any Dallas of Mavericks didn't already exist. I'd probably be more Man. for that. They could uh, go and then Sam Howell to succeed. I do too, but he probably won't. If we're just being straight up honest, Sam Howell is a gap fill. He'll play for a couple of years, maybe while maybe two years or so while Washington's transitioning until they can get some yeah. draft capital and then he's gone. So um, probably not going to do much, but I do hope for him to have the best as well. I actually hate Brock Purdy though. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks that people want to succeed. So I do not want Brock Purdy to succeed. And it sounds like he might win the job, which you is only, ha- the fuck you off. only hate Brock Purdy. Cause he went to Iowa state. Yeah. A hundred percent. I know. But I know I still you hate him for it. There's nothing I can do about that. And I want to like represent Iowa people too, but I just can't like Brock Purdy. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get it. Um, okay. Especially since, because I, I don't like San Francisco. As a Dallas fan, I can't like San Francisco. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so Washington Admirals is maybe better, better it's than better Commanders, than Red Wolves. but still lame. It's better than Commanders. Uh, I want this man to fucking fail. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Brock Purdy. Yeah, because he followed up with, I hate Brock Purdy so much. Yeah, I and it, it weirds me out that he's beating Trey Lance in some of the discussions, at least in, in preseason. Like... Is it because he fits the system well of the dink and dunk like Logan's talking about? Like, is that why he's maybe the candidate? All you have to do to be a good quarterback in that system is just wait. Their offensive line is so good and their their skill position players are so talented that like, I don't want to say that I could do it, but you could throw just about anybody in there. Like Nick Mullins had like four good games in there. Yeah. I guarantee 99% of the people that are listening to this right now don't even know what team Nick Mullins is on currently. Yeah. And he succeeded. Like, it's just yeah. the scheme is so good that literally anybody can, anybody who is capable of being a quarterback in Division One college football can probably succeed for a couple games in that scheme. Yeah, you're probably right. And I think that sucks, though, because Trey Lance is a talented dude. But the problem is, I think, for him is that he... He wants to use his legs more than Shanahan wants him to use his legs, right? Like, oh, yeah, Shanahan didn't want him. He was entirely a pick of the of John Lynch, the uh, general manager. Uh, Shanahan wanted Mac Jones. Yeah, which is another guy like Brock Purdy, except for better. Yeah. So, um, anyway, that's all I have to say about that. We have a couple minutes, so I'm going to address this because this one's certainly going to age out of relevancy. So we're going to talk about this last one, uh, and then we'll move on. And that is, we need to talk about Twitter transitioning to X. Uh, because we haven't talked about this yet or mentioned it at all. Um, the full, or we didn't do this on the last episode, right? No, we crazy? didn't. Okay. We, we, we discussed it. We It was more threads that we talked about. It was before the That's X right. transition. Yes. Okay, so X has happened. The transition occurred. Elon Musk puts the X on top of the building and then immediately gets fucking, what was it, like 32 complaints or whatever by his neighbors yep. because he made it fucking brighter than shit and then they removed the X from the building. Yep. Um, so that's that was pretty fucking funny. Uh, but Jake, what are your thoughts? X is a thing now. Are you using it? Is it good? Has it changed? Blah, 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 blah. Nothing changed. The, uh, well, actually, the functionality of the app got a little annoying because if you scroll down on your phone now, the search bars and everything in the bottom goes away. So you have to like scroll back up Ooh, to annoying. like get the search fe- functions. But honestly, like it's still the same app. Nothing really changed. The only thing that annoys me is I'm tired of looking at my tabs on my computer and thinking I have like X videos open, like I was yeah. watching porn or something. It's like, yeah. no, yeah. I'm, that's Twitter. 
Yeah. That's just Twitter, yep. but it's an X and it's it just looks stupid. It was yeah. you took one of the most iconic logos in probably the world at this point and you just turned it into a letter that 95 other companies have tried to do something with. I think it's dumb. I think it's silly. And I think this is Elon Musk's way of trying to make a change in history of the company, right? Like he wants, um, what's his name? Jack, uh, the original, the creator of Twitter. I, yeah, I'm blanking Dorsey, on his name. Jack yeah. Dorsey? Yep. He wants Jack Dorsey's legacy to go away. Yeah. And he wants Twitter to disappear and pretend as though he, from the ground up, created this social media, you know, massive hitter that is now known as X. And so I think it's silly and it's Elon Musk's way of trying to make this his company and not Jack Dorsey's. Oh, 100%. I understand that. I understand the concept of wanting to put your own stamp on it, but the dude has done nothing, in my opinion, other than make it like worse. And so yeah. you're creating a worse brand, which fine. By all I means, will, do what you got to do, but I think it's dumb. I will say there are some things about what he has done since he took over the company that I personally enjoy like on Twitter. Now I'm still just, I'm going to call it Twitter. I'm never going to call it X first yeah, off. Right. It's like Most the Sears. Don't. It's like the Willis tower in Chicago. That's still the Sears tower. Yep. The white Sox stadium is always going to be Comiskey park. Yeah. I'm never calling it guaranteed rate right field. That's terrible. Sorry. Um, but like they have the for you scroll on Twitter and then like you're following it's like, Yes, I want to see the accounts that I'm following, but I also see them on the For You side, but I've found a lot of really cool accounts through the For You side. Nice. Yeah, so I enjoy good. that part of the algorithm a little sure. bit, but for the most part, it's been pretty meh. Yeah. Like you could have just bought Twitter, kept Twitter, found a better way to advertise on it and make more money off of advertisers on it and just been happy ma actually making money on a company for once. Yeah, and Uncle Kyle's right, like... I don't think this is his intent. Maybe it was, but it does get you talking about it. Here we are sitting and talking about it. So uh, there's there's a method to that madness. But overall, I think it's stupid. I think people are unhappy with the rebrand. And I just, uh, I think this is Musk trying to alter history in the present. So yep. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a fan, but I also don't use the app. So I can't talk too much shit. That being said, that's all we have for this episode of Two Average Husbands. I ran a little over time by clearing that one out, but I knew it wouldn't take very long to discuss that. So uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you are watching live on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, please continue to do so. But best case scenario, you're doing that on YouTube, so you can interact with us in the chat. Uh, and then if you want to, you can interact with us in the chat on Discord as well. Twitter doesn't work, slash X doesn't work. Maybe now that Elon Musk owns it, he can fix that bullshit. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. Discord is also a place where you can chat and hang out with us. If I Maybe I said Twitch or Discord back. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. You can talk to us on either of those things while you're watching live. Uh, if you want to interact with us while we are not live, hop in the Discord or in one of the DMs for one of the social media accounts and message us. But Discord's a great place to do it. We have a section for topic ideas if you want to do that and just uh, chatting together. Um, so do that. Uh, yes, Uncle Kyle, thank you for the reminder. We'll do that too. Mine's a 2.5. It's not very good. It's thick and foamy and it has a pretty bad taste. I'll let do Jake do his during his portion of this, but hold on. You can follow Jake at Perry underscore FF on X. Uh, and then Twitter. we are at number two, ABG husbands on X Twitter. We still have the Twitter logo here. Uh, and then it's staying. I'm not changing this number two, ABG husbands on Instagram or two average husbands on YouTube. We should just delete our Facebook page because we don't use it. So if you're looking up for anything on that, uh, you should probably look at one of the other places. 
I don't know how active Jake is on Twitter or Twitch or sorry on Twitter or Instagram because I'm not on there. Not very active, but we'll get there. I'll remember it one day. I think maybe when I have more time and if I ever decide to re-enter the social media game, my goal will be to up not even personal social media, but just to get on the two average husbands and promote that better. I think you um, should. Because now I'm doing social media management as like part of my fucking master's degree, which is kind of a joke. So I've learned things though. Anyway, that's all I have to say. Jake, you can close us out. Uh, my beer was actually delicious. Solid 3.5. We'll drink again. Um, but yeah, Kyle said it. If you want to hear us talk about something, let us know. If you want to see us drink something, tell us what to drink. Yep. I got to get Kyle's got a bottle of Malort. He's got to do his Malort redemption Ubuntu, from two. Yeah, yeah. One of those episodes a while back. So we'll get that coming yeah. to you soon. But this has been another episode of two average husbands. We will see you all in next week's episode. And as always, don't forget to tell somebody that you love them. Peace.